The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, me, advice you from the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. Oh, God. And I, so loud. And I, should I not? Just I, bring it down. I don't have just to do mine. Down. Like, people know who I am and the heat that I bring, but I am the- Just su- do it. Just, like, bring it down. I'm sweet baby Griffin. I want to talk about, I had a kid. What? I want to talk about that. <laughs> I want to talk about that for a second. Well, but- See, I also had an important life event happen. I went on a cruise, and now I want to talk about that. Well, that's funny because I had one I wanted to talk about. I because I I what have I started going to basketball camp? I don't have anything. I started going to basketball camp. I, I didn't though, but that's a lie. But I just wanted to have one. I think I could be the impartial sort of third party here, trying to decide of what's going to be the better intro. Justin having another beautiful, beautiful child. Or Travis having an, a second child, so to speak, that is the, the boat, the boat, or the lo- sea. His love of the ocean, yeah, is his second child. And, and let me think about this. Let me consider possibilities. Jokes for Justin's very sleepy. Uh, we probably got a lot of doo doo humor. Although I will say, we could probably get some doo doo humor out of the boat one too. I this kid is just shitting. All the time. Listen, guys. Now, now to listen, be hey, fair, uh, after I'm, my time on the boat, I was also shitting. Yeah, and I, again, Justin, I'm going to have to stop you because I haven't made a call yet. I got a way that it's, if we're talking doo-doo humor versus doo-doo humor, it sounds like I got to figure out which one's going to be the richest vein. And I'm leaning towards boat. I'm leaning towards boat over child. I, what I love about that is that I don't have to talk. Yes. <laughs> the onus is removed from me to have a great bit Yeah, uh, about fatherhood, which honestly, the mine, here's one that dads won't say. Honey, if you're listening to this in the future, Cooper, um, daddy's going to brag on you a little bit, and you're probably going to be embarrassed, so skip ahead a few minutes. Are you done listening? Okay, good. What have I done? Yeah. <laughs> I made such a massive error in yeah, judgment. I already two. had a child. Yeah. So I had that life experience. Yeah. I don't know why I thought I what was I trying to prove? You, you I don't know who I was trying box, to prove. Justin, why did you go back? Yeah, the box was done ticked. I guess I wanted one in reserve, you know, a burner kid just in case. Jesus. I don't know why I thought. I could do this again. I'm an old man. You know, that's and so funny you mentioned that, Justin. I felt the same way whenever I'd go back to the buffet and get a second plate of food. And it's like, what am I even doing? Oh, on the on the boat? Were we back yeah, on the boat? why did I go oh, back for I've love, already eaten enough food, you know? And then you'll finish like, oh, why did I do that? I love the boat humor. Um, At, bas- at basketball camp, uh, J- D- Dr. Jeremy Dunks, who's the camp <laughs> counselor, uh-huh. t- uh, taught us all jumping. 
I think mm-hmm. it's boats. I think it's boats. I think it yeah, might be boats. Yes, boats. Yes, uh, so, good, Cap- boats. Uh, Captain Travis, uh, it's, how it's actually Con- Commodore. Commodore Travis, how were the high seas? It's actually Luck- Commodore Ronjamin J. Merriweather, ah, gentleman not gonna, privateer. No, that's, that's that's nothing. I'm just gonna call you Captain Trav. The J how- stands for Josh or Nath. Just. How, how was the waves and the whales and all the fish oh, and the, the ship was a rocking and a rolling? Yeah. Can I sleep? Like for this part, can I? I did have a long con kind of cook up where I was going to tell my wife, like, oh, we got a long sesh today recording for two hours trying to get one in the can and then take a nap yeah. on the floor of my office. That was kind of one scam I was sort of thinking about running. Um, well, nice. Justin, I'm going to give you a ticket and it's for 90 seconds of sleepy time. And something tells me you're going to use each and every one of them. So you go ahead and do that. And Travis is going to tell me all of his fun boat adventures. De- can he guarantee before you give him that permission slip that something funny did happen on the boat? Several the- funny things happened. Thank you for okay. asking. Okay. Now, is this just going to be you bragging about how you met all the hot stars? Yes. Well, then I'm not interested no, in that it, anymore. No, but it'll be interesting, though, also. But well, no, yes. you're just going to drop a bunch of names, and now I'm wondering if maybe me and Justin should overrule you and go to basketball camp. Well, let me try this one on for size, and this will give you kind of a taste of my Do stories. I still get the nap with the basketball yes, camp? Justin, yes, Justin. Absolutely. Okay. Um, the first day, I was having a conversation with Will Wheaton. Okay, see, well, and you were we fucking no, four I, seconds I getting... in. No, 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 no. Well, you made me a promise. On the first day, I was having a conversation with someone. But I know who it is. You already said from someone from Star Trek. From someone from Star Trek and Big Bang Theory and Tabletop on YouTube and Geek and Sundry, and uh, we're just casually having a and uh, this person just casually gestures towards the water and goes, "There's a whale," and it was uh, very bizarre and not a moment you expect to ever have in your life. Just randomly having a conversation, and then like there's a whale, and swimming with the whale was from dolphins, and it was fucking magical. And this person. Turned to this whale and did this Spock hand and said, live long and prosper. But I can't say who it is. Can't say, I can't who, it say is. who it is. Cannot say who it was. That's funny. When I was at um, basketball camp, uh, my bunkmate was um, Worf. So it they sounds don't... like it sounds like we all had our own little sort of great yeah, experiences God, all there. We had our own fun. There was also a day where we walked into one of the lounge areas and the crew having a bit of fun. Uh, had made a bunch of towel animals in the area, but it was all the monkeys that hang from coat hangers. And I don't think it was a, a lovely gesture. I love that they did it. I'm not complaining about that. But I don't know if they were trying to be unsettling, but it definitely was. Yeah. If Travis was worried that his cruise chat would be alienating to many of our listeners, I'm glad that he has graduated to complaining about the available towel animals. Anyways, the Joko Cruise was great, and uh, <laughs> Joko Cruise 2019 is already available for booking, so yeah, okay. get on that. They Might Be Giants is going to be there, and I'm not even being paid to plug, and it's not even guaranteed that I'll be on it again next year. I'm just a big fan of it, and it was really great, and you should well, go uh, Based, based on uh, the story you're telling of how you yelled at a bunch of whales with someone. With someone. We didn't yell at the whales. We with gestured them. towards them. Uh, I think I know how Bill Beaton operates, and you two were definitely just yelling obscenities at the whales. Justin, what about the birth? Was Worf there? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, carve the flesh. Retrieve the new child. 
<laughs> Fight me. <laughs> Fight your way out of the woman child. Get the baby a battle. Um, should we do carve his way out? Let's do questions. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I got a question. What did I do? Yeah. Should we mention the fact that Justin is operating on no hours of sleep, and that is why we are getting this sort of fatalistic version? The last one slept. Yeah. For sure. But now that this last one, one, Justin, is old enough to be like, hey, what's up, everybody? I don't want to sleep anymore. And you also this- have a new one that doesn't want to sleep. No, nah, the new one is, the old one's like very chill and sleeping through the night in her own bed. It's, ma- it's amazing. She's a gift and a treasure, and I didn't appreciate her enough. <laughs> uh, this new one... Just shits and then it yells about it. And when my uh, when when my last baby Charlie cried, it was so pitiful. It was like, oh man, I got to do something. When Cooper cries, it sounds like she's praying to an elder god for the strength to kill us. Just like, please give me the strength to smite these idiots. Yeah, sounds like hell yeah. Sounds like maybe she's succeeding. Yes, well, slowly, not that slowly, but. I can we start? Can we start with the English. third? Can we start with the third question here? Because I can't wait to get to. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's why I put it as third. Because here's the thing: Can I pull back the curtain a little bit here on episode three ninety five? On every week, I pick out six questions, knowing we only ever get to three. I don't know why I continue to do six, but I guarantee if I just drop three on you two, you'd be like, "Wait, what? Where's the other?" And so, like, my third question is, oh, that's the club banger that's like, I know, yes. but we need to get Justin hyphy, and I okay. feel like okay. this question's going to be the one that does it. I'm a consummate professional. When we start recording, I'm going to be on. There's we, no more complaining Justin, about, Mal. We've been recording for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, for a while. Well, then, here it comes. Pull up your baseball gloves, because I got a hot pitch coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. My husband's name is Tim Allen. Yes, like <laughs> the actor. Most of the time when we place a pickup order of some kind, we use his name. Uh, however, almost every time we go to the store to pick up the item, the cashier jokingly says, oh, like the tool man, right? Oh, oh, oh. Do you guys get that all the time? Do they do that in 2017? <laughs> oh, fuck my life. <laughs> to which end up responding kindly, yes, yes, we do. Is there a better way to respond to these cashiers who always think they're the first one to make the joke about Tim Allen? How do I tell them s- to stuff it? I've already heard that one without being overly rude. That's from over it in Ohio. I think the best way is just to say like, wait, who? And make them explain and then pretend it. Like make them explain who Tim Allen is Make to them you. do a bullet point by bullet point plot recap of the entirety of Home Improvement. What? Wait, what? His neighbor's behind a fence? And then different objects? You know, what is this show? What, why don't you see his face? I don't understand. What's going on? And then, and then the thing he was building just like explodes and he dies, I assume? No, he doesn't die. But they keep letting him make things? What? What are you talking about? Tell me more about the clown man, Al Borland. <laughs> I want to dial into the clown man. And in the future, when you see them again, ask them for updates. Ask how things are going. Tell me about the new album. home improvement. <laughs> Tell me about the new home improvement that there is. And then when there is no more new home improvement, make them create new home improvement. There for it you. is. What um, do you think they did after the finale? And then just keep going from there. Speculative fan fiction, and also my chilies to go. Thank you. I need both. And maybe your parents should have thought about this before they fucking tried to steal Tim Allen's identity. Thank you, Griffin. Just saying. 
Anytime, a par- anytime a parent it. names a child the same thing as another person in the world, it is identity theft. And we got to We got to just. We got it. Nobody's talking about this in the media, the mainstream media, the lamestream media. <laughs> okay, so home improvement started in 1991, right? It's it's 2018, so it's very possible. I mean, the question asker doesn't say how old the husband is, but if it's, it could be, if the husband is what. 20, no, I'm not doing math correctly. How old would this person be? Yeah, 27, 70, right? 69. 69, nice. But if they're 27 or younger, then it's very possible, yes. Like like the tool man is the correct answer to that question. I was named for the tool man. Yes, I was proud- named for the tool man. I was named in honor of the tool man, my godfather. Could you say that, yes, that's me, Tim Allen from television. <laughs> I've, I've it's been a weird few years, but I am Tim Allen now. It's me, Tim <laughs> Allen from Michigan. I have been passed on the mantle. I killed the last Tim Allen, and now I am Tim <laughs> Allen. <laughs> and, and I look like him no matter what I do. I wake up every morning looking exactly like him, Tim Allen. Why does Buzz sound so different in Toy Story 4? Oh, you didn't hear. The Tim <laughs> Allen was murdered. <laughs> There's a new Tim there Allen. Is a, now. now there is a new tool man. His name is Tim Allen. Um, he also hates the Al Borland clown. <laughs> well, of course, we're on the fourth Al Borland. It's worth noting. Um, should we mention that Tim Allen sucks? We haven't really <laughs> talked about that yet. Well, I feel like we make jokes about people who are stinkers, and then people are like, hey, did you know that this person's a stinker? And the, the answer to that is uh, yes. yes. He's, That's why we're punching up at Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah, so we can make jokes about him as long as we include a disclaimer that he sucks shit. <laughs> you always go super hard. I feel, Travis, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you feel like, I'm not saying that Tim Allen sucks or doesn't suck. He does. But don't you feel like Griffin goes kind of like an incommensurate level of hard at Tim Allen whenever Tim Allen comes up? It feels very personal. <laughs> no, I, I get that because I think... Tim Allen uh, was a, as we all know, a huge hero of Griffin's for a long time. And then when it was sure, revealed sure, sure. that Tim Allen sucked, I think it really hit Griffin in a pretty hard way. I think for Griffin, it is. Well, it is the right person. I mean, you knew me. I was going down the street. I was going to Blockbuster, and I would say, "Let me rent, um, you know, J- Joe versus the volcano. Let me get my, nope. let me get my." Yeah, he was in that one, wasn't he? Or was that Tom Hanks? That was Tom Hanks. Who Tom rules? Hanks. For now, for now, for now, currently rules. Um, Oh, you know, I was talking about Jungle 2 Jungle, the Santa Claus, Santa Uh Claus 1, 2, 3, all of them. And I had my T-shirt that says, you know, Tim Allen does it. Tim Allen's good. Tim Allen is good. (laughs) 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 And then he comes out and he, um, you know, calls me. Uh, Snowflake and um, said that I personally got his bad show canceled and <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that except to go on my podcast and say like well um, Tim Allen is not good and in fact <laughs> he might suck shit so <laughs> what if I couch it like that He's, okay. he might Tim, suck shit Tim, and I'll say this Tim <laughs> Allen is not good he may suck shit. He may. They, he's in a quantum state. We're in a moment. 
he could be sucking shit or he could not be sucking shit. And until we observe him, and what I we love will about, not know. What I love about that is that that is not a very PC thing to say. And so I think the man himself, the tool man, the former tool man would appreciate it. So did you know that the name of the home improvement theme is Iron John's Rock and not just the theme for home improvement? Fuck, Trav, that's pure Michigan. <laughs> Why did they name the theme? I, I, and for the life of me, I've been sitting here Googling furiously. I can't find out if it was called Iron John's Rock and then they used it for Home Improvement or if someone wrote the theme song to Home Improvement and said, I'm also going to give it a title. Yeah, well, so I can I've, sell I've just written my 30 second long Magnum Opus. It's a shame no one's ever going to hear it. Who listens to 30 second songs anyway? I have a Yahoo here. And this one okay. sent me down a real deep oubliette. And so I wanted to invite you guys down in the oubliette with me. It's, it was sent in by Adrian Cowles, and it's Yahoo Answers user Johnny who asked, In a real-life situation, can firefighter really pee on a small fire to get it out? And then, because game shows, you can't believe. Wait. I, <laughs> I saw this, and I was like, mm, what the fuck is this person talking about? This is... This is nonsense. And then I kept going down the submissions, and I found one that was sent in by the delivery man, Seth Carlson. Um, it's from Yahoo Answers user Johnny, who asks again, family feud question, name something a firefighter do to put out small fire. That was question. The answer was P. How is that possible? So it seems like on the feud, mm-hmm. there, was this, uh, there was a thing, a, ca- a category about things firefighters do to put out fires. And that's probably, Steve probably got to, what can a firefighter do to, and then one of the, um, you know, goblins that goes on that show just screams like, piss, Steve, like waiting for, (laughs) piss, Steve, piss. (laughs) Steve, they can piss on it. I want to say piss on TV, Steve. Piss. And then he points to the board and it probably said something like wee-wee water. They can fart on it real hard, Steve. You fart on it. Oh, I'm sorry. That would actually make the fire bigger. (laughs) Has sex with it. The fire? What is wrong with everyone on this show? Making whoopee. Uh, um, (laughs) They can make whoopee with the fire, Steve. Uh, Let's see. Uh, 56%. So it pops up on the board and it says like asparagus. Pops up on the board. And it says like asparagus juice. Human. Asparagus juice. Juice. And then it shows up there and is the right answer. And I'm wondering if that's based. I never saw Backdraft. I never saw Fireproof, the Kirk Cameron sort of religious vehicle. And I'm wondering if there's a scene in either. How did this sort of get injected into the public eye, the public consciousness? That if there was a very small fire, when you're a firefighter, you don't just. I mean, if you're a match, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're a firefighter and you see a small fire, I think you know that that can turn into a big fire and that can be a big, dangerous situation. And so, you see a small one, you go out to a fancy restaurant and there's a bunch of lit candles all over the place, and you're like, oh, god, not again. Wee wee water, does it happen then? Probably not. You're looking at two different, two different questions, really, Griffin, because. Can it, right? So there has to be a window of size of fire where it's too big to stamp out, but small enough that you think a bladder full 
could accomplish the task. And I do think you could find that window. But I think the other side of the question is, is there a flap of sorts? Is there some kind of mechanism in the fire person's suit that would even allow for such a thing? Uh, yeah, that's a great question, Charles. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. I hadn't even considered that part of it. Um, but the answer is yes. Uh, there's a little fireproof flap, kind of like how old-timey kids had it on the back of their pajamas. Hey, was that for shitting? Like, <laughs> yes. S- yeah, it was for shitting. What else wow. would that be for, Griffin? Like, cute. Tattooing? No, like, cute. Like, uh-oh, my oh, hein- my heiner, they would say, in old-timey terms. Mm-hmm. So is it possible that this is not the most efficient way? I mean, I can't envision a situation where it's like, oh, no, my my um, extinguisher tank is empty. The hose got all tangled up and there's a there's a still a small fire remaining. Oh, I know how to do water with my body. I'll cry on it. And I, then somebody's like, no, no, no. There's a better way. There's, I Just think that a there's a third third question here. If if if. Do you think that this is a like put put leave your badge and like fire axe on my desk? You're a loose cannon. Um, you know we can't have you on the force because of your because of your loose cannon. <laughs> so get out of here. But then like later in the day, they're in a fire and all of their extinguishers are empty, and they're like, if only. They were here, and that person then just pees all over everything and saves the day. <laughs> if only that pervert was yeah. still here. Here's the thing. Maybe the firefighters want to piss on the fire, because they they probably hate this hot stuff so much. They hate this hot air, which is all fire is. It's air uh-huh. that got too hot and burned it up. And they hate it so much that I think they probably do try as much as they can to put out the fire, except for one last bit. Especially the brave firefighters who go out into like the wildfire situations and and they you know they finally contain it and it takes like two weeks and it's a costly like horrible horrible thing. I think at that point if I was a firefighter and I found the last little bit of fire from this big wildfire, I'd be like, All right, motherfucker, time to put you down. And then the <laughs> and then and I'm not making jokes, it's a horrible thing, but like I think I would be very, very angry at the fire. And I think I'd want to put the it fire out. Was, what if it was so hot though, Griffin, like it boiled the pee back up, so it's like the Come fire on, is fighting Travis. back. No, that. So no, you it, think it's more of a finishing move? Would it make it better if you took this small little bit of fire that was left and you put it in the toilet, and then and then you peed on it? Yeah, yeah, I think that would be better. I think that there should be a rule in the fire person code of conduct that's just like you can do this if you need if you also need to pee. Like, don't do it just cause. Don't do what, it just and- to showboat. How but would you like, do it if you didn't need to pee? Well, it's it's <laughs> just it's, stand there and pound a ball of water like hold on. Listen, we're getting into the honor system at this point. Yes, but I this, think like this is taboo. But you just squeeze it real hard. <laughs> this <laughs> is taboo. This current. is podcast taboo. They won't they won't talk about this on, um, you know, WTF or uh, Comedy Bang Bang. But you just squeeze it real hard. Well, I maybe bet. maybe it's like they they make all the firefighters <sighs> go to the bathroom before they like the alarm starts and they're like okay everybody go to the bathroom now because once we right. get there there's not gonna be a bathroom oh god travis you just gave me a wave of anxiety my whole life <laughs> is based around like knowing that i'll be able to go to a place and not have to worry about the bathroom there and like timing it out if i had a job that was like a bell rung and i had 45 seconds to put on essentially 
uh, you know, plate mail armor and then rush to the place I was going to if I and I, I didn't have a chance to do my thing. Oh, my God. No, this is not the job for me for so many reasons. I bet that happened with you mentioned plate mail. I bet there's a lot like about half the time after your squire got you all dressed up as a knight. I bet you were like, oh, oh man, especially when you're oh, jousting, you get you get hit while you're jousting. You're like, oh, man. There it goes. I'm sorry, Ta- I'm sorry, Tamerlane. Unstrap me. Um, how about another question? Because we've talked about piss. We can't do piss again for about. We talked about poop more. at the beginning too. So, oh man, can we do the Tim Allen one again? Huh? <laughs> oh, wait, did you just sample Iron John's Rock? <laughs> yeah, no, I owe him a thousand dollars. Sorry, Iron John, I owe you a bunch of money now. The person who wrote the song isn't named John. I also want to make that very clear. Well, then what's the point? I have no fucking clue. Why did they call it that? Why didn't they call it the Tim the Toolman's tune? The Ballad of Tim the Tools. Toolin' Around. Toolin' Around would be a great name for a music. You think it would be a great name for a song? I work in a small office of about 10 people. My boss is always walking around, commenting on everyone's lunches. Like, wow, what's that? PB&J? Nice. Classic. (laughs) Let me get a closer look at that. Nice. He will swing by your desk if you get Subway and ask you about every ingredient. Like, did you get onions on that thing? Wow, nice. (laughs) I appreciate how positive he is about it, though. I know this sounds like a minor inconvenience, but it's so awkward and embarrassing and weird. And it's a harsh encroachment of my only 20 minutes I get to myself. Any advice is appreciated, cool brothers. That's from Just Trying to Eat in Manhattan. This is horrible. That's rough. This is so hard to answer because I also, on some level, really kind of uh, sympathize with the boss. Because it's like, clearly this boss is not great at small talk. When your small talk includes, did you get onions on that? Nice. Like, you're not, you're bunting (laughs) right there. That's small talk bunting. And I get that. I do that. He didn't have anything to add about onions. He didn't have any great observations about onions. Yeah. You're going to need to start bringing in a little pup tent to work that you crack open. And then that's your little Christopher Robin hidey hole. And nobody's allowed to go in there when you're eating your lunch. Don't come in the lunch tent. You are not allowed in the lunch tent. This is where I do lunch. If that's too big a burden, maybe just cover yourself up with a big blanket while you eat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or go hide in the bathroom. And have a uh, you know a, sa- a sandwich on the toilet or something because this is this is this fills me with so much uh, dread. Like this is such a precious time in my life, and the last thing I need is spectators for the Onion Show. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's also a lot of pressure to then have to explain the ingredients you got on your Subway sandwich, a thing that you hope never gets out. Like, please don't ask me because like I don't have a good answer for why I said. Yes, tomatoes. I just wanted them. Yeah, um, sometimes I'll get green peppers, and sometimes I won't. Yeah. And I don't want to have to, like, delve deep into why. It's just, what? like, I think you're not going to get out of the situation unless you hide. And if you don't want to hide during your lunchtime, because it's our God-given right, according to the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, then I think you got to limit the number of ingredients in the lunch that you eat. And maybe you just eat one very big apple for lunch every day. And then they will come by still and be like, oh, big, big apple, huh? <laughs> that's New York. Nice. Bye. Nice. Bye. And then it's like four seconds, and then they're back out of your life. Can I offer a slightly more uh, aggressive option? Sure. A big clock on your desk, timer that you set to however long your lunchtime is, 
And when your boss comes over to start talking to you, you stop it, turn and talk to them, engage oh, with them in their talk, this and then is turn work. back and start it again. Me talking to you about my precious onions is work. That's work so, time. That's work time. Are you done? Because <laughs> I'm on onion time now. I'm on a, I will get back to onion time, but this is work time if we're talking. You're my boss. You're not my friend, Charles. <laughs> and make the clock say that. <laughs> you're my boss, not my friend, Charles. I will talk to Wait. you about my onions, but it's time theft. And you're the thief. <laughs> Goodbye, Charles, and click. <laughs> I think that if your boss is talking to you, you legally should not it cannot be counted as your lunch break yeah because like what else are you breaking from other than the people you work with right even if even if your boss was in real life your best friend not Still. now not now it's onion time i think he says you get onions on that nice and you say no i didn't even though there's onions clearly hanging out the side of it, because you got so many onions. <laughs> you got so many fucking onions on your sandwich, you can't even contain all the onions. <laughs> Maybe you just get a, two pieces of bread and, like, 80 onions in it, and they're like, oh, onions, like huh? Like whole onions. Whole onions. They say, oh, a bunch of whole onions, huh? Just like Shrek. And you say, no, I didn't. Get the fuck out of here, Charles. <laughs> now, we obviously do not support uh, people asking about your sandwich while you're trying to have your lunch break. That's been made clear. But... Is there an amount of onions where you have to just accept that people are going <laughs> to... It's, it's out of concern instead yeah. of interest. Oh, man, right. too many onions. Not nice. <laughs> it's like you've given up your right to not be grilled about... Thank you. About your onions because there's just so many that you're inviting it at that point. It would almost be like a little... Like you're obviously wanting some. <laughs> It's a cry for help. You're yeah. wanting someone well, to you ask you about how many onions you have. Sliced onions, right? I think it's you and your cubicle mate, um, Parson, Parson Brown, and the two of you are eating your big onion sandwiches and laughing and talking about how great the onions are today. So sweet, so crisp, so bitter, so many. And <laughs> then your boss comes by and is like, "Hey, you guys having an onion?" And you both turn to Charles at the same time. You're like, "Charles, not now." You're not, we're talking about our onions. I'll talk to you later when I'm done talking to my friend Parson about the onions. But now you're interrupting and being rude. And then you do that every day. And you're going to get very sick from all the onions. Yeah, but it'll be so worth it. onions. It's a good episode uh, of Spec Script of the Office we're writing right now. Uh, Jim's at it again. Jim's at Dwight's it again. Like, what's with the onions? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, Dwight. And Dwight just starts crying. And he says, these aren't onions. And then he gets onion poisoning and dies. <laughs> but then he comes back as a ghost and haunts Dwight. And Happy Halloween. And he, and he didn't die because the staff at Chicago Med was there. That's right. Crossover episode. Cross uh, and he just keeps looking into his snow globe. Yeah. That one's in it, too. Crisis on Infinite <laughs> Onions. <laughs> then old Dick Van Dyke shows up at the office and he's like... My diagnosis is murder. <laughs> you know, it's funny. If, if he did show up once, it was like, <laughs> my diagnosis is murder. They, they would say, well, that. thank you for that. <laughs> That's very vindicating. <laughs> Could you maybe solve oh. a crime now? <laughs> <laughs> and die. Murder. 
Yeah, there's okay, there's great, a knife but... and the whole bit. We definitely know the diagnosis of this case is murder. Could you do something to advance the resolution? Nope. The that's all I got. And then Vi- Viola Davis walks on screen where there's already about 14 characters at this point and just says, <laughs> How to get away with onions. <laughs> And then she leaves with all the onions because nobody noticed. And who's yeah. that? It's JD and Turk. And they yeah. are up to their old tricks again, scrubbing onions. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with you boys today. <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess it's time to go to the money zone. I, let's go. I want to tell you all about Blue Apron. Boy, if you like onions, there's one in basically all of them. And that's good because onions are good. And <laughs> these recipes are good. All all the stuff comes to you in pre-portioned ingredients that are fresh and step-by-step recipes that come right to your door. They tell you what to do with the onions, how to touch them. And they can all be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu features 12 new recipes each week based on what's in season. Onions are always in season. And is designed by uh, Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. Uh, with incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes like strip steaks with potatoes and spicy maple collard greens, Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do. Whoa. Harness it. Harness this power. Blue Apron is treating my brother, my brother, and me listeners to $30 off your first order. And if you visit blueapron.com slash brother, you will get that. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off at blueapron.com slash my brother, Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I would like to tell you about bowl and branch. Um, I love sheets and uh, I'm not afraid who knows it. Um, Did you know that every day you spend 14 hours in sheets? That Uh, that that sounds about right for for me, actually. Yeah. Um, so anyway, sheets. Well, are great. if you out of the time I spend at Sheets, the gas station, uh-huh. and Sheets, the Sheets, it gets, yeah. it's probably pretty Justin close. Justin spends about two hours sleeping and then 12 hours crying in a Sheets bathroom. Uh huh. Uh, Bow and Branch Sheets are crafted with 100% organic cotton. They look great and they feel amazing. I can, I can very much vouch for that. Um, and you buy them direct online, so you don't have to pay for like you know the retail markups and the because you pay a lot of like brick and mortar store like operation costs when you buy at a store. When you buy online, you're saving on all of that, and they're so confident that you'll love them that they offer a 30 day refund guarantee. They have thousands of five star reviews. It, they're amazing. So go to Bowl and Branches B O L L and Branch dot com today. And you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets plus free shipping in the U.S. when you use the promo code MYBROTHER, all one word. That's $50 off plus free U.S. shipping right now at bowlandbranch.com. B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. And use the promo code MYBROTHER, all one word. Check it out. Folks, have you rolled a crit fail on parenting? Oh, God. I get it. This is a little targeted. Um, worried about robot uprising? Don't worry, we got you covered. Hi, Hungry, I'm Dad. Is the podcast where nerdy dads talk about nerdy fads and give advice to everyone in the Twitterverse. Join Jared and Nathan every other Tuesday as they discuss entertainment and life while relating it all back to how we should raise our kids. And it says, join in the conversation by searching Hi, Hungry Podcast on all social media platforms and listen on your favorite podcast app. 
these two daddies sound like they have it all figured out. And I I want to be there with them. I would just, any answers they have, if they have some answers for me, I'm feeling a little lost right now. Um, I have a personal message here. This one's- How do it, how do it, hey, hi, hungry, I'm dad. How do it sleep? Don't know. Don't know. I got a message here for Jack, and it's from dad. Um, Daddy says to Jack, Jack, this is your father reminding you not to sweat the small things. You're perfect as you are, and have made your mother and I very proud. I love you more than a bushel, a peck, a barrel, and a heap. I love you enough to kiss you square on the lips. This Aww. is so. This is the best dad then, huh? This is yeah, so sweet. way better Be- than Justin. Best dad sounds like best dad, maybe best Jack. And Jack, don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, don't get small sweaty things, you know? Listen to your dad. Don't let your small things get sweaty. And don't even sweat the big stuff. Now, don't the, me- s- the yeah. medium stuff, you got to keep a fucking eye. Keep your head on a swivel for the medium stuff, Jack, because that's where they get you. It could come from any direction. Mostly the middle. One more. This is for Kelly, and it's from Kelly. Whoa. From Kelly to Justin. Kelly. Happy birthday, Kelly. Although, Kelly, you know how the brothers McRoy are, Kelly, and this message is probably being read in, like, June, Kelly. In that case, happy momiversary, Kelly, and happy third birthday, McDermott. And if it's any other time of the year, Kelly, well, uh, great job. Now, to be fair, we didn't get that in June, but it does say as close to January 4th as possible. All right. Yeah, well, we did about as bad a job. Happy Olympic closing ceremonies, Kelly. You've done it. You did great up there. What was Could have done better. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. You did great up there. You, you extinguished We're the Olympic all torch. We so proud. You extinguished the Olympic torch with your mind. Which was cool, but no one asked you to do that. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases, I ask them questions, they're good ones, and then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a flowbie, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. Uh, here's a Yahoo that was sent in by Nathan Smith. Thank you, Nathan. It's Yahoo Answers user. Sorry, something's gone wrong, but it was sent in by Jason, Jason Jith, who asks, how do I play a video game? I never played a video game in my life before. What video game should I get? There was like thousands of video games at the stores with lots of colorful pictures. Also, I think the store person said I need to have a console. What is that? PS3, PS4, Xbox, Nintendo? What is that? No, that's the upsell. You don't need a console. You do not need yeah. it. You do not need it. That's do you how they own, get you. Do you own a Discman? Yeah. <laughs> I got good news. Visa V Kirby. He's You're going to need you are going to need the adapter though. But yes, I, the Kirby adapter. It goes uh-huh. on your mouth and it lets you suck stuff in. Yeah. To turn into a fire or mm-hmm. a laser. There's so many games, though, and where do you even start? Never played a game, and you want to start being gaming. 
Mm-hmm. Um, for, I mean, what kind of? Let's start from the basics. Getting your head in the right place. So for me, I think it's important right. to take a take a beat uh-huh. and plug in your game into whatever disc player you got, and then you need to take a second and just remember none of it's real. It's not yeah, that is so important because you you do you play Kirby and you think like, am I gonna get stomped by the monsters? Is the big tree gonna throw apples at me until I die? That um, almost never happens. It almost never almost. happens, and you, you, you're fighting the big tree, and it's yelling at you and throwing the big apples at you, and you could, if, you, if, if you're not a gamer, you um, might think, I'm going to die when the pink man dies because of all the apples that got thrown right at me that hit me, and now I'm too scared to continue gaming, and it's really important for me to tell you that most of the games, if you die in them, you won't die in real life, most yeah. of them. And I, I will say this is something um, that they won't tell you, but you could, if you used to read Nintendo Power, this is like on the last page of every Nintendo Power, a list of games that you actually, the only way to win is to turn off the game and never play it again. Like you'd be in one of those fights where like, there's no way I can beat this boss. Well, the trick right. is you turn it off and that kills the boss. Yeah. Because the boss so- only exists while you're playing. Sometimes you got to move your controller over to the second port. Mm-hmm. And that's something that will work in some games. Yeah, I do that with every game now, just to make sure that I'm okay. not being tricked in some way. Mm-hmm. Another thing to keep in mind is if you have a bad time with the game, and say you're playing Kirby's Dreamland, even though it's called Kirby's Dreamland, Kirby didn't make it. Yeah. Kirby mm. didn't make the game. He's the star of the game, and so they called it Kirby's Dreamland. And I know that's confusing because, like, uh, when you go to the movies and you go see, like, I want to see George Lucas's Star Wars, you know, right there what it says on the tin who made it. Um, that's not how it works in games sometimes. Sometimes it'll be car- called, like, Super Mario's Odyssey. And, but it's not, he didn't, Jesus Christ, how are you not getting this? He didn't make it. <laughs> Someone made it. Like, one or two people made it. When you get angry at the game because you died from too many apples, stop writing angry letters to Kirby. He didn't, it's not him. He didn't do it. He didn't no, make it. Jack Kirby made it. Jack Kirby made it by himself. Another joke about video games uh-huh. is trade-ins. If you, you, the problem with getting into video games is if you don't already have video games to trade in towards a brand new video game, you really, there's no way to get yeah, into the system. Games, right. You can't get into the system. So, so it's, you're kind of locked out. You could inherit uh-huh. games, and that's pretty much it. Can I ask Steal, boys, stealing, I, stealing. I'm not Steal. a professional gamer. I have a, a question for you two boys. I think you're professional gamers. I haven't checked in in a while. Is there, did they ever make a matching power glove so you could have two? And so you can really fondle the pong. Yeah, because if I just have the power glove on one hand, doesn't my other hand get cold? Yeah, but that's the game of your life. Just and cold hand? Something also is you're going to start getting frustrated that you can't figure out how to um, kiss in every video game. Because mm-hmm. a lot of games are pretty open with what the kissing button is, The Sims, uh, other ones. But a lot of the time you'll be like, I don't think there's a way to kit. Just keep trying you're gonna You'll find f- it. You're gonna figure it out. Um, Mario is missing. 
is you have to press X and Y at the same time, and then Luigi. Wait, will... shit! Really? Is Mario missing? Griffin, you can't drop that on me. Yeah. What he... if I need to talk to him? Well, that was the last Mario game because he was not. Fa- well, he was found. His body was. But while you're playing that one, you're gonna want to kiss, and you're not gonna figure out how to just hit X and Y together. If you get online, online is a great resource for knowledge for so many things, and a lot of times, uh, people online, uh, you know, web content users will tell you what buttons to press to do. Uh, to kiss. Um, um, another another thing that, it, if you're just getting into gaming now, that I think uh, it, no one talks about, but I'll I'll tell you right now, you'll find yourself playing Sonic T Hedgehog, and you'll be like, I I'm feeling an erotic interest in this, but the yeah. game images aren't giving me what I need. Yeah, is right. there somewhere where I might find these these images? And the answer is no, no. No, unfortunately, that just no one's gotten into that yet. You're the only one that feels that way. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry I have to break that to you. Yeah, it's rough. A lot of people go looking for horny Sonic T Hedgehog images after they're done playing Sonic Hedgehog, but there's not any, there's I'm so sorry. There isn't any. There isn't any and we haven't figured out how to make them yet. So stop asking. So stop asking. Um, Elon Musk was working on it for a while and then he got distracted by space. Um, I think but hopefully that. he'll get back into it because he was re- Elon Musk is really into erotic Sonic T Hedgehog imagery. Hold on, Trev, yeah. can you give me that one clean so that when we're taking a court, um, they have like exactly the sound bite <laughs> that they need? All right, Justin, just be quiet for a second. Here, I'm gonna put sure. in a I'm gonna put in a click right here just so we have it clean. Go ahead and say that thing you just said again, Travis. Legally, Elon Musk is very into erotic Sonic the Hedgehog imagery. Okay. I said okay a little tight there, but I think we can cut it out. Yeah, we can clean that up. We'll um, pot it down. So uh, I want to read another question. Well, I just also wanted to say get the Xbox. It plays all the games. Go ahead. <laughs> I teach seventh grade English language arts at a local middle school. There has been a dead roach on the inside of one of the lights for an entire year. Nasty. I haven't moved it because, one, I wouldn't know how to put the light cover back on. And, two, I never thought anyone would notice. Nobody knows how to put the light cover back on. You have to take it off, and that's how you learn. We, yeah. None of us know. Okay. I do like that this question, uh, that also struck me, that the question I asked concern wasn't, I don't know how to take the cover off. Uh, obvious. Got it. But then, then what do I do? That is a much worse scenario. In their defense, it is much worse to, like, call facilities and be like, um, we have got a light fixture on the ground over here. <gasps> vandals. That nobody, vandals have unscrewed. Um, anyway, that all changed when my fifth period class decided to personify the roach as our deceased class pet named Tommy. I played along with it because it seemed like silly, harmless fun. However, my students now have a funeral plan for Tommy the Roach on Friday of this week. One student wrote a eulogy, and several of them requested that I wear black out of respect. I'm concerned about wasting class time, but I don't want to stifle my students' creativity. Please help. This is Creative Cockroach Conundrum in Texas. Here... If you wanted to like live in the bit, but also try to get things back on track, so you learn about I don't know which countries are named what. Uh, oh, it's language arts. Okay, well that's yeah, that's they works. have English language names. Sure, uh, you could say that like since they didn't know the roach when it was alive, they don't really know what sort of like faith background the roach had. <laughs> And they don't know, you don't know, like, what kind of service the roach would have wanted. Like, that could be how he wanted to sort of, like, spend his 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 uh, after days is there in the light fixture without a bunch of 
Judeo-Christian nonsense, right? Sort of like helping shepherd him across the river sticks. Now you could, if you did want to make it educational, you're going to need a conveyor belt. You're going to need a small toilet, and you're going to have the conveyor belt going into the toilet, and you're going to put Tommy on one end of it, Tommy's uh, desiccated corpse, and desecrated. It's been both things, and you put it on there, and you let the co- the conveyor belt go, and you say like, um, uh oh, the conveyor belt's going. Better tell me what a preposition is. Hurry, hurry, hurry. And get them, Ooh, get them yeah. to answer some high pressure. Because the I one thing the roach doesn't want for its last rites is to go in a toilet like some sort of common fish. Here's the thing. When, when you're worried about it being educational, I think what you really need to do is look around the room, look every child in the eyes, and decide in your own mind, which like, are any of these kids going to be funeral directors? Because if so... Mm-hmm. What you're doing is incredibly educational. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have it's one huge. particularly spooky stu- student? <laughs> you know the type I'm talking about, and I'm not telling you to, you know, put your kids in a box. I'm just saying. We're also not saying a- every funeral director is spooky. I'm saying that absolutely. Um, you, so you have one student that comes to class in a big top hat and a big dirty. So dark not every funeral coat. director is spooky. That's unfair. Some of them just needed some fast cash. Yeah. <laughs> people get people get in binds. In the hot, high-stakes world of directing funerals. <laughs> How do you need a director for a funeral? It's not a, you know, fucking James Cameron flick. It's like, here's the box, go do the weeping and all. <laughs> not for mine, buddy. Mine pyrotechnics. Where do, we put, where do we put the flowers? We better hire somebody <laughs> to tell us where the flowers. Hey, I just, my grandpa's up there. Can you tell me, am I supposed to be, am I supposed to do sad? Yeah, go ahead and- Hey, if you're in the funeral biz, or your family is, and you're about to start tweeting at us, just please only direct those at Griffin, because, like, I do not need the existential crisis when I'm trying to just, like, hang on for dear life. So please, just direct those funeral-related tweets at Ditto. Now, funeral directors a good job, and people who do it are valuable, and Tim Allen sucks shit. Let's just do all the disclaimers (laughs) at the end of the show. M. Night Shyamalan is my favorite funeral director, because, like- you walk up to the casket and you look and you go, wait, I'm in there. Twist. Yeah, it's me in there. And he's me. And I'm him. Uh-oh. Twist. There's the twist. Um, Man, students will do fucking anything to get out of reading a book for even like a minute, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can twist this and have fun with it for as long as we want. But this is a lot like when we were doing Spanish class in high school and we knew our teacher really liked Finding Nemo and so we just swore up and down like I feel like just watching Finding Nemo with the Spanish subtitles on is the best way for me to absorb this so just go ahead and put that one on again and uh, that's that's and that right there is te- good teaching I had a teacher named Mr. Sheets in middle school and he was uh, he, he taught us uh, algebra and um Mr. Sheets also loved the Civil War. He was like a Civil War reenactor. Um, so when we would like want to throw things off the rails, we would just ask him a question about the Civil War. And I real I in the moment I felt very like smarmy about it. Like, oh, we got we got him. But then looking back on it, I realized I learned a lot about the Civil War in that class. So he kind of got me. He kind of still did get me. I wonder if there more classes would be more effective if teachers like use this sort of strategy like in on paper you're the math teacher but secretly you know it's all about geometry so you feel like you're pulling one over on him whenever you're hearing about geometry uh, geometry but really that was the plan all along i mean it's a failure i think of the 
of the class, if I go to lit class and I learn about biology, that's cool. But it's not really what I signed up for. It's not the credit that I think. I'm going to show up to, you know, lit two in college and be like, all right, time to talk about Dickens. And be like, I don't know what that is, but I can tell you what a. Well, the teachers would need a system where all the subjects would still be covered. The oh, secret see, subjects would would cover all the bases. It's just like... one to the left. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Um, is This might be weird, but as long as we're talking about West Virginia teachers, we should mention that uh, all the schools in West Virginia are closed because all the teachers at public schools are on strike because they uh, got fucked by the state legislature. Uh, and you should go su- support them however you can. It's they're, they're trying to get a 5% pay raise instead of the shitty 2% pay raise, which doesn't cover rising cost of insurance which used like to the be covered tri- the the tripling cost of insurance right it's, it's there it's absolutely madness. there was a state resource to pay for public educators uh insurance that is no longer funded which is something that they are also fighting for so we're very proud of of them like literally every teacher in all 55 counties are are fighting back to try and get these things and schools have been closed for i think this is the fourth day today of the strike so um, I believe so. Anything technically work do. stoppage. Technically work stoppage. Yes, I don't know what the difference. There's is. There's a whole. There's a whole thing. It's but, a whole thing. Um. Yeah. I figured we should mention that because we make yeah. jokes here, but we had good teachers growing up, and they deserve to be compensated yeah. and uh, taken care of. And Reese Witherspoon tweeted about this work stoppage. I heard. That's what I heard. We got Reese uh, on our Reese side. Reese Witherspoon teaches in West Virginia. No. No. She just tweet. Uh, speaking of the end of the show, this is it. You've reached it. We've done it. We've beaten the odds. I've beaten the odds. I guess Travis too. Hey, Trav, do you have like I meant to ask you much earlier? Do you have like wobble, wobbly legs? You, uh, you adjusting back to 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 land life? Not wobbly legs so much as I'll just be sitting there and suddenly feel like I'm falling over. Oh, it's a that's the pits. It's yeah, great. So I'm I'm loving it. It's kind of exciting, I guess. In all seriousness, really was an absolute blast. I want to say thank you again to Joko Cruz for having uh, me and my wife and dad and everybody there and. Um, if you, if you are interested in it, do go check out, uh, jokocruise.com. Uh, they, they are already selling cabins for 2019. They might be giants is going to be on it. Uh, it's leaving from, I believe the East coast, Florida this year. Um, yeah, they're doing the Caribbean this year. What? They're doing the Caribbean next year. Yeah. Right. It's going to yeah. be super fun. Go check it out. Um, also plugging stuff. Uh, Schmanners is going to be performing at Moon Tower Comedy Festival April 18th, um, you can get tickets for that at bit.ly forward slash Moon Tower Schmanners, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. Where's that at, Scrubs? It's in Austin, Texas. Ooh. Hello there. Um, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. It's a fantastic album, and you're just going to love the shit out of it. And I also want to thank Maximum Fun. You can go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts there and go download some, like Switchblade Sisters and Tights and Fights and the Beef and Dairy Network and so many more. And if you want to hear other stuff we do, just go to McElroyShows.com. You can find out where all our podcasts and videos and stuff live. So that's it. Here comes that final. It was sent in by Merritt Palmer. Thank you, Merritt. It's Yahoo Answers user. They're anonymous and for good reason because their perverse question is, where can I find scented candles that smell like new Band-Aids? <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. In a world dominated by dude bro movie podcasts, only one podcast is brave enough to call bullshit. Who shot ya? The podcast that dares to say that white dudes' opinions aren't the only opinions. If you have a movie pass, like, get a ticket no. to it to support Taraji, then go home. Ant-Man seems so unnecessary at this point. Ant-Man is like a ketchup packet too many. Who shot ya? With Ricky Carmona. I wanted to see Wolverine kick ass and eat some popcorn and have a good time. Alonzo Duralde. Is this Andy Richter? Yeah! Oh and April Wolf. I love wild things because we get to see Kevin Bacon's dick. <laughs> Who shot ya? Listen every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts.